Now, this may seem hard to believe. Leave the music up just a little bit, Chuck. Um, when I was young, before I got into radio, I believed, I genuinely believed that one day I was going to be a musician. I thought singer, right? Because I'd been singing all yeah. my youth. But then I came into a little extra money out of nowhere when I was 19 and bought a guitar. This was the very first riff I learned. Not this weird psychedelic part here, yeah. but the near, 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 near. All right, you can take it down now. Near, near, near. And I thought, oh my God, I'm I'm going to be right behind Hendrix. I was only 19. I'm and right there. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, I, I got it. And I would sit there with my little tiny silly amplifier that I could totally fuzz out and this cheap fucking Ibanez guitar and it's like and then someone's like, oh, you play guitar? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, play me something. I'm like, I don't I, I don't have a lot in the backpack. I'm going to be honest. I didn't have a lot in the tank, but that's a classic from Pink Floyd. So mine doing? mine was this one and I just got to play it for you because it's... Please. This, this was my first guitar riff right here. Here. It wasn't that tough. No, but also foundation building. But everybody it. knew what it was when you played it, which was great. So at the time I bought that guitar, I was a long hair who rarely wore shoes to work and yes. smoked a lot of weed. And um in some ways, I miss those days, and some days I'm really, really glad they're more than 35 years back yeah. in the rearview mirror. Um, so I went with old school Pink Floyd, but B-52s literally changed my life, man. So I got I got no problem with that. We should probably say hello and let people know what they're listening to. It is yes. the Brian Oak Show. What episode is this, Sean? 223? 223. 223. Still hard for me to imagine. I know I say it at the beginning of every show, but the fuck man so here's the deal today uh it is the brian oak show i'm brian oak that is sean bernard and we do not have a guest today and what we're gonna do is because for back-to-back -back weeks it's been a lockdown experience all right um sean got bitten last week by the bug yeah a couple omicron. weeks ago yep. omicron okay a couple weeks ago omicron but to be safe we distanced we did zoom and then at the very beginning of the, this week that's right behind us here, I got bit. And, you know, it's frustrating, man. It, I've been doing everything in my power to, you know, I got backs, I got boosted. I've been a diligent masker at the record store gig, at the radio station. I sanitize my hands so much that they look, again, like, like burnt vulture claws. But I, but I've been just trying to stay Poor safe, vulture. man. Exactly. Or vulture just tried to go onto that wire and got exactly. a little bit electrocuted. Well, but you know what? I mean, like I'm like, okay, you know what? This is bad news. And for two years, two full fucking years, free and clear. Seventeen out of seventeen on my tests. Not a not a whiff. And then out of nowhere, there it came. Omicron came and bit me right on my sensitive bottom. And my question uh, is this for you, is that when I got it the week before you got it, did you feel like you might have superior genes? <laughs> well, I've actually felt that way for the last two years. Oh, okay. All right. Well, only probably because, true. Only because my wife and child both got bit yes. a few months back, and I was in close proximity then with no mask. Yeah. I mean, like close proximity is 
is is understating it. My daughter and I, we sat literally head to head, our heads resting on each other, looking at the pictures on her phone of her visit Aww. to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is wonderful, right? I mean, like my daughter and I have a wonderful relationship. Yes. But also, literally two hours, our faces this close. Wow. And I went once we they found out. I went and tested the next day, and I was negative. So I did go through a period of feeling superior, like. I'm one of those people who can't fucking get it. Now that's my people. wife. My wife, like similar, like I had it, and she has tested eight times during this last two weeks and has never gotten it. So she's kind of walking with an extra skip in her step right now. But she is also vaxxed and boosted, correct? Yes, she is. She right, is, now, and, and, and superior. So, well. <laughs> Welcome to being married, Sean. Okay, welcome oh, okay. to being right. married. Yeah. The Brian Oak Show is made possible by the good people at Smart Start MN. Here's the, here's the real bummer, is we're doing these over Zoom, these last few, and I don't mind this, but yeah. it's not the same as being in studio with our no. guests. There, there's a dynamism that comes into play when you've got someone right in front of you, where you can look them in the eyes and read their facial features and have a proper conversation, right? Like to me, this podcast is about the art of conversation. It's about learning things. It's about suddenly putting aside your notes because holy shit, that's an interesting tidbit. Let's talk about that. And, and you can't you can't really do that on Zoom, but here we are because I, this is day five for me. So apparently after yep. today, as long as I don't ask, don't tell, don't get tested. I'm cool to go back to work. Hmm. Dun, 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 dun. That's weird. Dun, 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 dun. So, uh -oh. yeah, anyway, we'll talk, we'll talk more about that later. Um, uh, but here we are. The Smart Start MN studio is where we normally comport our business. And we're not there today, but next week, we're absolutely going back there. I got some cool stuff on the way for February. None of it quite set in stone, but February is going to be very good on the Brian Oak Show. Today, we have no guests. It's Sean and I, and we're going to be playing a COVID lockdown playlist for you. But I do want to thank the good people at Smart Start MN. More than two years ago, they signed on. Oh. My dog cool? decided to bark at the mailman. Sorry. Okay. I don't know. I, I just feel like there was there an attack. Is everything okay? There was just one warning bark. Just a warning bark. Just don't fuck with this house. Mailman. Okay. Well, I, mail carrier. Yeah. Fucking mail person. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and not mail, M-A-L-E, M-A-I-L. No. Postal no. person. No, not like your hot mail account that was M-A-L-E. Settle down. <laughs> <laughs> hotmail.com Brian Oak at hotmail.com how, how, how quickly do you think that got snapped up anyway um, <laughs> our, our good friend the Smart Start MN years ago many years ago began working with the legislature in the state of Minnesota to develop a program that would allow people who have lost their license due to drinking while driving or being intoxicated on whatever while driving could get back into their car provided they could prove that they had not been drinking it's the ignition interlock system they were there at the beginning of it and they were there at the beginning of I don't know, the Brian Oak Show. So, I mean, I'm not saying that these people are doing everything in their power to preserve the culture of Minnesota, but they are doing everything in their power to make sure that it's cheaper and easier for you to get back into your vehicle after, after you've lost your right to drive by simply going to their website. Yeah, smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock system. Sean, you and I have decided to make this primarily a music-oriented show, and already I've talked too long. So let's get into our first song. Um, but I want to let people know on the other side of this song, A, don't fast forward past this song, because this song rules. But B, 
When we are back from the other side of the song, I'm going to ask you, despite the almost dizzying nature of the times we live in, right? Unprecedented, a massive, you know, change in government within recent years, global pandemic that refuses to relent. There are a lot of things happening right now and nobody feels certain, nobody feels safe. No one really knows. I'm going to ask you one of the most important questions gripping American culture right now amidst all of that right after this song. But I decided, so Sean and I are each going to pick songs. I decided to pick songs. So I, being at home for the last five days, I've been listening to a ton of records, mm -hmm. a lot of records. And right there, we just heard early Pink Floyd. I love early Pink Floyd. And so all of my songs are sort of themed around sitting around the house because it's one thing where you're like, oh, man, I'd love some time off. But then when it's imposed upon you, time off is kind of a bummer. It's kind of a drag. Yeah, it's, it gets old. It, well, it's different, man. Like, it, yeah, this wasn't my choice. And I like my house, but fuck, I've been sitting here for five days. And I really and it's not like I want to go out and party. Not like I want to go out and do something exciting. I just, I don't know, like maybe I just don't like being told what to do. Anyway, here's some old school Pink Floyd right between the end of their super psychedelic era and before the beginning of the Roger Waters era, right in that sweet spot in the middle, my favorite Pink Floyd. The song is called Biding My Time. It's the Brian Oak Show.
I've always felt that when it comes to understanding the who and what and why and how of British music and when it came to the British invasion and when it came to what was happening in England in the 1960s, in the very early part, there was this unbelievable American blues revival, right? And so no matter what else anyone else got into, it was so pervasive that even the weirdest, most drug-fueled band like Pink Floyd going through their psychedelic explorations, the blues infused part of who and what they were. And for considering how early that song is, not a typical Pink Floyd song. It was much druggier and weirder and groovier, but right there they decided, let's go ahead and grab hold because you know what, American blues, well, basically the foundation for all important rock and roll. So I'm going to recommend two things real quick before the Brian Oak Show continues. You can find that song a couple different places, but there's this incredible compilation of early Pink Floyd featuring some of the best Sid Barrett stuff, the best early stuff from all of the members of the band called Relics relics by pink floyd i highly recommend you track that down and give it a listen today and then if you're looking for what i consider to be the greatest concert video of all time at one point a few years after that was all put together they went to um pompeii you know that was absolutely obliterated by mount mm -hmm. vesuvius and they did a live concert in the relic of the auditorium there the you know the stadium there and it's, it's live and it's utterly brilliant. If you're at all in tune with early Pink Floyd, I can't recommend oh. it highly enough. I'm Brian Oak. That is Sean Bernard. It is the Brian Oak Show, episode 223. Sean, I told you we were going to, I'm going to ask you a question. And I, I feel like you're the only one who can provide me with a proper answer. And I'm not being sarcastic or weird. Hmm. We, live in, we live in uncertain times. We live in a time where maybe we've never faced more challenges than we have before. Is humanity up to the challenge? I don't know the answer to that question. The other question I don't know the answer to that presses me more every single day is, and I want you to listen closely, what the fuck is Wordle? Oh, it's just a daily, it's just a daily puzzle, you know, like a little word game, but it's just, a, there's just one word. And let's say that you, there's, it's a five letter word. So let's say you guess uh, the word frame, F-R-A-M-E, and the word M is in there. That'll come up in gold. If the M is in the proper space, so second letter to the end, it'll come up in green. And you have six total guesses to try to guess what word it is. There are no tips, no clues, just that you know what, what, what letters uh, are not in there by, by continuing, to, uh, continuing to guess. So it's basically, it's basically the old board game mastermind where you have to guess the colors in the right spot, the right orientation. Except we're dealing with words in this particular case, so that part's fine. Kind of Hangman too, like if you remember playing Hangman as a kid, oh yeah, kind of like oh that yeah. too. Yeah. But but it, so it shows up in my feed every single day. People posting their results. Yes and how they've done and what it means and when they're bitter and when they're happy the problem is it only shows up in my feed maybe because i'm dealing with outdated technology i'm still working with alexander graham bell stuff here it only shows up as empty rectangles rectangles with x's in them or just plain x's i don't ever see a single letter every single time it's shared in my on my social feed yeah. I don't know what I'm looking at. And so they're like, oh, this should have been, I should have had this in three. And all I see are empty boxes, boxes with X's in them and X's without boxes on them. 
why can't I see what results they're trying to post? Because everybody has the same word in the world and you would ruin it for other people if you gave away the letters that were in there. Oh, and yeah. so then it doesn't go back and revert later. So when they share their results, well, then why bother sharing your results if no one can Because it's ego-based. Because it's ego-based. That people think because they guessed, which is a huge part of the puzzle solving, that well, they guessed. that's a guessed, huge part of puzzle. That's a huge part of gambling. Well, right? it's about I mean, like, it's about 70% luck and about 30% skill, the way I figure it. But people, the way that people are attached to their egos, they post because they're like, I got it in two. Well, it's because you are you were lucky that day. Right. You know, well, there's means, no, you know. To me, that, like, so you know me. I'm a lifelong gamer. I yeah, you would do games. really well with it. It's I, super I quick. I play board games. I play video games. And I've played a ton of online games. Yeah. I just, I mean, I remember when I first got onto Facebook, man, I mean, God, so long ago, but there was, there were all these different games you could play. And I played Mafia Wars. And I would always yes. share my results when I had a really good battle against another mafia. And people like, this is stupid. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it, Brian. To but each their own. Eventually I heard them. And so I imagine I would enjoy Wordle a great deal because I do. I love gaming and I love puzzles and I love challenges very much. I just, because it shows up as nothing but a series of boxes and X's, I literally have no idea what the f I'm looking at. Yeah, it's not an app. It's important for people to know that. You actually go to powerlanguage.co.uk slash Wordle. So it, and you just enter your word and you're done for the day. See, it also, it also feels a little bit like some sort of asymmetrical, communist, psychological, techno warfare. Um, it's got tracking devices in it. Yeah, well, not only tracking devices, but the fact that they're like working on your brain and how you think and what you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you're being scouted as a fifth columnist, and I'm a little bit afraid of Wordle. So I'm probably going to avoid it. I'll just stick here at home and play Scrabble and Othello. Um, be, so I'm glad. Thank you for helping me understand it. Because I mean, I knew yeah. what it was. I just I couldn't figure out why can't I see any letters or what these people are trying to actually yeah. tell me. It's quick but and it's it, fun. It's just kind of you know it's just silly. It's uh, you know just whatever. The way just the way the communists want you to think. Exactly. Uh huh. Okay. Well, welcome to the future, 2022. Buckle up, Buckaroos. What's your first song you picked for our COVID lockdown playlist? So my first song is by the Dead Milkman. It's Bitch and Camaro, and it, it's going out to my junior high and high school classmate, Jason Muncie, who passed away in Arizona this last, uh, about three days ago. All right. Uh, he was a total skate punk. Um, one of those kids where his parents just, you know, he had the, the bleached hair, the, you know, the asymmetrical wedge thing going he's all that surfer. he's a surfer trapped in the midwest so he's well no he was in arizona he was in arizona but he arizona, would go right. yeah he would go over to uh to california to surf and things like that but um kids like chris mcpherson him uh a kid named rt mayfield they were they all built a half pipe in his backyard and they would take their boom box as we used to have and they put in these tapes and I had never heard of the Dead Milkman or Dead Kennedys or Black Flag or anybody like that until these songs came out. So this is an ode to Jason Muncy, R.I.P. Hey Jack, what's happening? I don't know. Well, a uh, rumor around town says you might be thinking about going down to the show. 
Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna go down to the shore. What are you gonna do down there? Uh, I don't know. Play some video games, buy some Def Leppard t-shirts. Don't forget your Motley Crue t-shirt. You know, all proceeds go to get their lead singer out of jail. Uh-huh. Can't wait to go down. Hey, uh, we gonna check out the sandbar while you're down there? Uh, what's the sandbar? That's uh, a place that lets 16-year-old kids drink. Oh, cool. Yeah, hey, guess who's gonna be there? Uh, who? My favorite cover band, Crystal Shit. Wow. Yeah, they do a tour show. He's really impressed. In fact, it goes a little like this. Love me two times, baby. Love me twice today. Love me two times, girl. Cause I got eight. Love me two times, baby. Once for tomorrow. Once cause I got AIDS. Pretty good Jim Morrison in prison there. I hope those guys have a good sense of humor and don't take us into court. Uh, what's the court? Never mind that. The important thing You mean here, the people's court. The, no, that's another story. The important thing here is that we get to the part where you ask me how I'm going to get down to the shore. Oh, how are you getting down to the shore? Funny you should ask. I've got a car now. Oh, wow. How'd you get a car? Oh, my folks drove it up here from the Bahamas. You're kidding. It must be. The Bahamas are islands. Okay, the important thing here is that uh, you asked me what kind of car it is. Uh, uh, what kind of car do you got? I've got a bitchin' Camaro. You know, I was uh, both fortunate <laughs> and unfortunate to have seen the Dead Milkmen once live. Oh. Uh, but that comes off their debut release, 1985's Big Lizard in My Backyard. And that was the heyday, man. Like, that was the time where everything was, like, changing for me. So I can appreciate how you felt when you heard it. You're watching these guys effing skateboard, listening to Black Flag and Dead Milkmen. By the way, I mean, in Dead Milkmen, they're not a joke band but they let humor yes take center stage yeah which is why i loved it which is why i loved it i mean at 15 16 14 whatever i was it was just so cool to hear a band that just didn't give a shit so i tried to go off a ramp uh like one time i mean i skated around and you know back and forth to school and that shit i decided to go off this ramp i hit the back of my head so hard that i lost my peripheral vision for a week like wow. went to the emergency room. Like I had tunnel, literally had tunnel vision, and I was like, "We didn't know. Is it going to come back? Is it not going to come back?" But it all worked out. Did it? That's I don't know. A, that's probably know. a concussion. Yeah, it was. It was scary okay. as hell. But I was all in. I was like, "I'm going to try this. This looks like fun." 
you know what? Henry Rollins would be fucking proud of me. Man. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, most of those bands were mad, right? Like, I mean, Black Flag, yes. they were fucking yes. mad. Yeah. Dead Milkman, there was nothing at stake. It was corny. No. It was fun. It was goofy. It was loud. You could yep. still circle pit to it in the front. And no, I was I was a big, big fan of that band. I saw them once at First Avenue way back in the day. And they weren't great. I'm going to be honest. But yeah. I didn't give a shit, man. When you're young and you no. feel that like everything's changing, you go to see those bands. You learn about those bands. It's weird to me to think back to those days, you know. And again, gather around, kids. Grandpa's going to tell a story. But pre-internet days, like to stay in touch with music, you had to know guys with a half pipe. You had to know yes. guys who wanted to go down to Northern Lights and look at records. Yep. You had to know guys that read fanzines. And again, in Coon Rapids, and I'm sure even where you grew up in North Minneapolis, I mean that's not common, right? I mean, like yeah. so when this becomes your thing, it becomes. There's no going online and looking up. Oh, no. hey, what was that song? Oh, hey, what was this? You you have to find the small number of people who are like you, and then you have to share everything you hear. You got a sticker from a show recently. Yeah. Hey, we're going Our to house parties. Band. You go to house parties and somebody would play some shit that would blow your mind. You'd be like, who? Where? What is this? Right, <laughs> right. I got to have this. It was all the time and it was fantastic. Yep. And so again, and I'm not mad at the internet, to be honest, doing what I do for a living, all of yeah. it, the internet has made it wildly easier and also given me access to a much, much, much wider world. But back then you wanted to be into that shit. You wanted to go to the cool show. I mean, you had to know somebody you had to put in the legwork. And I think that's, that's probably one of my only sort of back in my day when it comes to music <laughs> but i mean obviously there are so many more vectors to market and avenues to learn now and it's wonderful but i mean you used to have to put in the time and that meant occasionally going to a terrible show like mdc which stood for millions of dead cops and i didn't know just how bad they were at their instruments it is the Brian <laughs> Oak show uh, Sean, before we move on, um, let's talk about you. Let's talk sure. about you and your role as not only co-owner of the Brian Oak Show, but you also, like a, we both do, we both have multiple side hustles. We both have lots of irons mm -hmm. in the fire because that seems to be sort of the most ideal modern model. Something you do for a living is you work as a realtor for Edina Realty in the 50th and France location. Uh, here we are in late January. Normally, and it, let's go back pre-pandemic, right? Let's go back pre-housing rush and, and post-housing collapse. Like just in sort of the normal times, this would not normally be a very active time of year. Is that correct? If we went back in well, time? Well, it's about 40% slower than it is in the summertime. Okay. I think the perception is that it's 90% slower. That's right. just so that's, not true. That's why I'm asking because that is my yeah. perception. No, and, and I think it, it, it depends on your situation. If you have kids that are in school, you're probably not moving in the middle of the winter. But right. a lot of people know that you can you can get a better deal in the winter on a place. There's less people looking. There's less competition. Um, I just had a place close over by Minnehaha Falls. Um, that was on the market for a couple of weeks, you know. Uh, probably would have gone the first weekend if it was in May or June. Um, but, you know, you can still get great uh, a great price for your place if you're selling. And the interest rates are still low. They just The feds have just said that things are going to start marginally going up. Um, so if you're thinking about buying or selling, you should probably think about doing it soon. I think the market's going to come back to balance uh, maybe by next winter, uh, which I'd love I'd rather have a market where it's, you know, pretty even buy sell. It might take a little bit longer on both sides, but that's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, we're at a 20-year low right now for listings. 
So it's a great time to sell your place and and hopefully get you know more than what its value is right now. So call me at 612-859-2594. Even if it's you or somebody else that you know that's looking to buy or sell, that number is also textable. And also, if I'm not mistaken, you're continuing last year's tradition of every buy and or sell, you're going to be helping out a local artist with the advice of the buyer and or seller. Yep, I'm doing that uh, as well, and they get to they get to choose on that. And then um, I'm also going to be involved with YouthLink, but I'll talk more about that down the road. Okay, very good. It's the Brian Oak Show, and Sean and I, we are running just the two of us today, no guests today. He's coming off lockdown from COVID. Yep. I am currently in the teeth of it, and I'm in my final day right here. We will get back to the Smart Start MN studio in the not-too-distant future. In the meantime, we're just sharing a little lockdown music. I have spent a great deal of this time this last week. Man, I thought it was going to be sexy and cool to like be like, oh, I'm just going to lay around on a bad symptom. It's going to be fun. It's one thing to take vacation on your own terms. Yes. It's another thing to be like just, no, you stay in your house, nerd. And... I like it here, right? I got cool stuff. I got games. I got, got video a cool games. cat. I got, I got music. I got an amazing cat. I, you know, I got a family, and I just. But I'm I'm ready. I I like to do things, and so one of the things I've been doing while I've been stuck at home is digging through my record collection, reorganizing it a little bit, and listening to it. Now, this next song I'm going to play is not typical of what you hear on the Brian Oak Show <laughs> at all. At all. And again, I wondered what was going on here. Like, what's happening? Well, so it, it's not something I listened to on the regular growing up, but. My dad, so he started taking me to the Boundary Waters when I was like nine years old, right? Yeah. Summertime, hot, buggy, all the things that you learn to love about camping in Minnesota in the Northwoods in the summer. And But it wasn't just him and me. It was he and his two best buddies. This is back when my dad still drank. Yeah. Sorry, dad, if you're listening right now. And the deal <laughs> was they each of those guys, you know, all three of those dads would take their eldest child. So it was me and it was Lisa and it was Danny and the three of us would largely be left on our own devices because <laughs> the dads, we would go into a place where there was a motorized portage. And so they would bring a keg in. They would bring the keg down to the fishing boat, leave at about 10 a.m. And we wouldn't see them until right before sunset. Wow. So we basically were left alone to run wild in the North Woods, not see another person. And there were some of the most amazing days of my life. But the reason I picked this particular song back then, again, this is, the, again, gather around kids. Grandpa's going to tell a story. <laughs> this was a very, very small boom box that, yep. you know, just had one speaker over here and the tape player right here. And that was it. I mean, there was no radio reception up there. Yep. And so my dad brought a handful of tapes every year, John Prime, Dire Straits. And this other guy, my dad's friend, Don, he brought a couple of country ones. And one of them he brought every single year was the best of the stat brothers i don't love the statler brothers but i do love four-part vocal harmonies right? yes and so like, this isn't my favorite era of country by any means but this song will be etched in my brain forever and it also speaks very very well to the situation of being stuck at home i keep hearing you're concerned about my happiness but all that thought you're giving me is conscience, I guess If I were walking in your shoes, I wouldn't worry none While you and your friends are worried about me, I'm having lots of fun Counting flowers on the wall, that don't bother me at all Playing solitaire till dawn with the deck of 51 Smoking cigarettes and watching Captain Gang 
tell me I've nothing to do. Last night I dressed in tails, pretended I was on the town. As long as I can dream, it's hard to slow the swinger down. So please don't give a thought to me, I'm really doing fine. You can always find me here and have it quite the time. Counting flowers on the wall, that don't bother me at all. Playing solitaire till dawn with a deck of 51. Smoking cigarettes and watching Captain Kangaroo. Now don't tell me I've nothing to do. It's good to see you, I must go, I know I look a fright Anyway, my eyes are not accustomed to this life And my shoes are not accustomed to this hard concrete So I must go back to my room and make my day complete Counting flowers on the wall, that don't bother me at all Playing solitaire till dawn with the deck of 51 Smoking cigarettes and watching Captain Kangaroo Now don't tell me I've nothing to do Don't tell me I've nothing to do There, wow. are, cer there are certain songs that will pin you to a specific juncture in space-time literally as long as you draw breath, right? And that one, all I can think about is sitting around in the overly hot, overly fly-infested, mosquito-infested oh. boundary waters at the height of summer with that plane in the background. But I was never mad about it, man. It was an adventure. It was fun. It was cool. I mean, I mean, you've certainly got songs that pin you to certain places. And times, Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just... And so that one... And then I was sitting around the other day, and it's like, I'm not like I'm suffering. And that song's more about heartbreak and being left by a partner. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just sitting here, and I'm like, don't tell me I got nothing to do. But, man, I'm going to tell you these last <laughs> I would I would love to imagine myself, you know, like the grooviest layabout of all time. I'm just not, man. I like working. I really, I really do like working and I like yeah. doing things. Don't want to go out to a party. Don't feel like going out to a show. Right now doesn't feel like the time for that. But man, just sitting around the house all day. I mean, sure, there's about eight million things I could do around this house, but eh, it's not really what I had in mind. So I've been listening to records up to and yeah. including up to and including. The Statler Brothers, as I'm showing you here. Oh my gosh! You actually have the album. Oh, dude! I, here's the deal, man. Working at a record store is prohibitively expensive. That is a zero sum game, right there. Yes. Um, I, I love it, and I love the people that I work with, and they do an incredibly good job. I just, you know, even when you're like trying to be like, all right, cool, just don't buy a record today, man. You got tons of records. You got tons of records, and a lot of them <laughs> you listen to yet. And then all of a sudden, like you're flipping through the new arrivals section, you're like fuck me where did the Susie quattro record come from why didn't someone tell me this was here and you know you get an employee discount it is the brian oak show let's go ahead and thank all the nice people on patreon we have had a couple people bump up their patreon amounts monthly uh including kathy uh just the other day and patreon still 
helps us do what we do. The Smart Start MN Studios near 48th in Chicago stay open with not only the direct support of Smart Start MN, but our Patreon members. You really helped get us off the ground in the early days. And once everything settles down just a little bit, because uh, here we are in surge times again, Sean and I are making a commitment to once it's reasonable, once it's safe, at least every other month, we are going to get you an event. We are going to find live music for you. We are going to find opportunities for you to get cool things. And who knows, with those tote bags nearly gone, I mean, maybe it's time for something new. I mean, you know, coffee mugs sound laughable, but every single person listening right now uses a coffee mug. Yes, they do. Or whatever. We'll, we'll just have to figure it out. But moving forward, Patreon members understand that you will be prioritized and we do appreciate your support. Also, Nate at uh, AudioQuip. Nate is a funny guy to follow online on social media. Yes. It's a combination of lovey dad posts yep. and outrage at the world around us. So I can I deeply identify with. Oh, I thought you looked like you were going to finish your sentence. No, I'm sorry. I thought I looked at the screen and I thought oh. you froze solidly. I'm like, uh oh, I oh, thought waiting, you did the same. Waiting, waiting, waiting. I thought you did the same thing. We just were, we're both doing pantomime. Do you remember Shields and Yarnell? No. The most famous pantomime duo of the late 70s probably like uh, if i saw it i would overalls I would kind of brown bowl cuts one male one female oh my god yeah i think i do okay you're just saying i gotta say this about nate Ryder. he posted uh, a video of his kid getting his first hat trick in indoor soccer what the f listen though the first shot the first goal his son was offsides but, you know, I didn't have the heart to say that on social media. You realize <laughs> that without him, we are nothing. And here I, you are. I love it. I love it when people post something with their kid. And and I used to coach. You know, I coach soccer. I coach all the different sports. But it's like, well, that, that kid's offsides by eight yards. <laughs> like it's, Clearly offsides. But can't, congratulations. Can't <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, should I do it? Should I be that guy? Nope, I didn't do it. <laughs> oh, that's Sean Bernard. I'm Brian Oak. We're doing a COVID lockdown soundtrack, just the two of us today, because that's how it's going to be. And, um, you know, Sean's coming off the COVID. He got nailed a couple weeks ago. I got nailed this past week, but we are moving forward. We're going to be immune. We're going to have mutagenic magnetic powers. And between the two of us, we are going to control the cosmos. You know it. <laughs> It's probably not going to be quite like that. Why don't we just hear some music? What's your next pick, man? Okay, so when I lived in Arizona at, like through junior high and high school, which is why I played the Pitch and Camaro tune. Um, there, in the summertime, you are either indoors in air conditioning because it's 115 degrees. Jesus. Or you are at a pool. And it felt like this with lockdown where you're so bored and so sick of watching TV indoors. So we lived in an apartment at the time and I wandered down to the pool and met my future girlfriend at the pool. Oh yeah. Who, who was a year older than I was. Oh. And I didn't realize when we started dating that she was still dating my friend Garth. Oh, dear. And she said goodbye to Garth and hello to me. But she was a huge fan of this band. And so... <laughs> wait, a minute, was... wait a minute, wait a minute. Before you finally do the big intro to this song that she was a fan of, did your and Garth's friendship 
survive that trend? It did. It did because I think we were just at that age where it's like, yeah, whatever. There'll be other. You know, here's the weird thing. Wow. You'll notice that I haven't mentioned her name. I don't remember yeah. her name. I just you know that remember I remember her name. I don't. I think it was Kristen, but I'm like, I'm not positive that that was it. You're a dog. Anyway, I she really was am. a fan of this band. Whoever she was, who, whoever this nameless young woman was, you don't remember her name, but she enjoyed this band a great deal. I know it's the ghost in her will fade. Jesus. Psychedelic furs on the Brian Oak show. <laughs>
I love psychedelic furs. And Me too. I, that's a great pull. Um, but it always, every single time I hear them, it again, like we talk about pegging you in certain places in time, right? Yes. I go back to high school. And because yep. that's when they were starting to make their thing. But more than even that, it makes me feel like I'm in... It, it draws me back to the most John Hughes movie moment yes. of my own personal life because I went to a high school that was like a. I mean, those movies came out when I was in high school. Yep. I went me to a, I went to a school that was like a John. Like, yep. Granted, kind of a caricature, kind of a cartoon, drawn in fairly broad strokes. But you know, like I think of Breakfast Club, and I'm like, my school was like that. There were jocks. There were burners. Yep. There were weirdos. There were nerds. There were the socialites. My high school was actually like that. Even in Coon Rapids, it was yes. like that. And, and so those movies hit really close to home. And even though Psychedelic Furs only get featured a couple times, like in Pretty in Pink, <clears throat> that evokes that era so much to me that I go, I kind of like transport back to that time. And man, you know, like, so let's say Breakfast Club. Yes. Which, char which character do you identify with most strongly? Which do you feel best defines you? Were you an athletic oh, guy at all? God. Were you well, athletic, I was. Leo? I was. I was until ninth grade, and then that's that's when the shift happened. Like I, I went. I was too small. I went to a school that was very much like a John Hughes school, but it was sophomore, junior, and senior only, and it was thirty three hundred kids. Wow. And so I was just too. If you were not a giant, super fast, super talented athlete you weren't even thinking about making the team. So I didn't even try out for sports my sophomore year. But I got into acting and speech and debate. And so, you know, I think I was an amalgam of probably Brian Johnson the nerd and, you know, maybe the Sporto guy uh, to a certain degree. And then maybe, I don't know, maybe Ali Sheedy's character. See me, you know, me. I was not even vaguely sporto. I mean, so that makes you sense. you swam. Well, I did, but at the time that was not cool to yeah. say the very yeah. least. Um, yeah. I, it was the opposite of cool. No, yeah. as far as how I identify, like um, Anthony Michael Hall as the nerd, I would say literally a 50-50 split. Like I wasn't quite as dark and detached and weird and unapproachable as Ali Sheedy was. No, I wasn't at all. But no. I dressed the same way and I yep. I you know I, I wanted to carry that aspect. I wanted to be terrifying and spooky. Yeah, I like the alternative know? thing at that point. Yeah. yeah. But I was really more of a nerd and spooky. And again, that was not cool at the time. However, that did not keep me from getting the senior superlative as Mr. Radical. All right. Just oh. so you know. Now, my girlfriend at the time, Kim, uh, we were together all most of high school and okay. we got Mr. and Miss Radical because Ooh. we were sort of the somehow the Sportos didn't mind me. They had stopped calling me the F word. Um, <laughs> I know which F word you mean. Too. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm not yeah. saying it um, by by uh, by 12th grade. And I kind of like I, I I wasn't best buddies with anybody, but somehow approachable and enough for people who were making the vote to be like, you know what that oak? He's a fucking weirdo, but he's all right. And so yeah, yeah I got along with everybody, and that was like when I went to my twenty year reunion. That was the biggest compliment I think I got. People were like, well, you got along with everybody. You got along with the nerds. You got along with the super popular kids. You got along with the jocks and. You know, I'm like, yeah, if they were cool people, that was all that mattered to me. I, but I never felt like I really fit in any of the cliques. Like, yeah. nor did I really want to, because um, I, 
I really flipped with my music taste. I mean, early, like junior high, I was into all the Def Leppard and Van Halen and all that stuff. Uh, 38 Special, bro. Yeah, 38 Special. And then as I started dating, dating, like the girls were into The Cure and R.E.M. and all this other stuff. So I'm like, I think I really love this music. And it finally hit home and, and found all that stuff that I was really like, I'm like, this is game changing music, you know. I remember I, I I went through almost exactly the same thing. Yeah. A girl that I met somewhere randomly and we dated very, very briefly. Her name was Robin, but she turned me on to Depeche Mode. And I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I like, I again, yep. I grew up as the classic rock guy, right? Like, yep. I didn't know any of that stuff. And I'm yep. like, this is cool. And I really and then all of a sudden, you know, the dominoes start falling and suddenly music i mean you wear it kind of as a badge but it also informs you differently you're like oh this is what i've been looking for again no shame on loving 38 special or blue oyster cult who i still love to this day but i found the music of my people and i've never ever left it alone i had a girl in high school named uh, brandy who i'm friends with now on facebook but she made me a mixtape with depeche mode and i had only i only knew like people are people at that time but she made me a mixtape with i want you now and somebody oh. and when you're in that you know high school age and a girl a girl <laughs> puts that song on a tape you're like oh sweet victory oh. <laughs> it's gonna happen no, it didn't happen point, no but when you're that age you're yes with the oh god i was like i oh. imagine that you i imagine that you listen to that tape no less than five oh, times. Unbelievable how much in I anticipation to it. of what was well sadly never to come, but what you were almost certain was going she to moved. happen. She moved. She moved to Vegas. And so Is it was it was heart it was heartbreak as far yeah, yeah, that was the reason as far as I knew. <laughs> I got to ask her many years later because of Facebook. She reached out to me on Facebook. I'm like, what was the French song that you sent me? And she's like, Oh, and she sent it to sent it to me. I hadn't heard the song in twenty five years, but she uh it was like Puska to Chapar or something like that. And I'm like, holy shit, I always loved that song, but I didn't remember what the hell it was about. I didn't speak French, but it was just a really cool song. And see that, and then, oh, man, the mixtape. You know what? Oh, they were so good. I have, I have two good friends who are really good at mixtapes. One is Jake Rude and the yes. other is Dean Vaccaro, lo mm -hmm. longtime local DJ. Yep. We're going to get them on in the not-too-distant future, both of them, and ask them to make us a mixtape where there'll be very little talking and lots of cool music because smart people who know... Again, yes. like, there's nothing wrong with the hits, right? I'm not mad nope. at the hits ever. Nope. But when you find people who know music you've never heard of before, especially at this advanced age in my yes. life, right? Yes. It's cool to me. I, I don't want to be the cool guy who knows everything. Nope. I just I, I want to keep learning. And what I want to find is more good music to add to the list. We'll get those boys on. I think we should probably wrap this one up. What do yeah, you let's wrap it. All right. So this has been our COVID lockdown quarantine playlist because Sean got bit a couple of weeks ago. I got bit this past week. Next week, we are going to be heading back into the Smart Start MN studios. Our thanks to them. Our thanks to everybody who listens shares subscribes amplifies in any way that you possibly can that's how this podcast works and it's how we get to keep bringing you local artists politicians entrepreneurs people of interest and continue to get to bring you all this great music um so as i mentioned all the songs i picked today were based around the theme of sort of isolation right it's like yes it's not like i'm suffering right i mean i'm watching 
there's a Godzilla marathon on the TV over oh, in the next God. room. Okay. So I'm not, I'm going to be okay. And I actually don't feel bad, but when you test positive, the responsible thing to do is not bring it around other people. So when my wife and child are home, I'm masked up, I'm hiding away in the guest room. I mean, I'm just, I'm trying to do the right thing, right? I'm not being a weirdo. I'm not being a mask Nazi, but there are best practices that we can yes. all observe that are going to mitigate this sooner rather than later. Or we could continue to be abject jackasses and just defy convention and science and everything that has proven to be effective so far. So you are not on a ventilator. You are not dead. And no, so no. for me, for me, the vaccines worked. The end. Period. Perfectly put. Yep. I, 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 I'm a little fatigued. I'm a little more congested than usual. If that's what Omicron is going to end up being for me, then everything I've done up to this point, two years of not getting stung, observing protocols, getting vaxxed, getting boosted, all of it was worth it. And now, as I mentioned, Sean and I are both on our way to having yep. mutagenic magnetic powers and our cell phone reception is going to be spectacular. And I have watched so much true crime during this pandemic <laughs> that I could murder so many people without ever being caught. Jesus Christ, you're creepy. Think about Jesus. it. Think about no, it. Here's the deal. It's I like a master's class in true crime. Oh my God. I come I come from a family <laughs> that my sister and my dad both if my dad's not watching, he's been retired for my god yes. 20 years. If yeah. he's not watching golf, it's all true crime. It's yep. all he watches. I love Ron. Gotta love yeah, Ron no, and Judy. Ron's a yep. great dude, man. Yes. So like, I mean, like, I keep thinking like Thank God he doesn't have like a basement workshop where he's like, you know, like <laughs> now what would be the best way to remove the skull without damage? Hmm. Let me think hmm. about this. Anyway, I hope yeah. everyone's having a good year. Be careful out there. As people are saying, everyone's going to get it. But if you're vaxxed and boosted, my symptoms were mild. Sean's symptoms were mild. We will get through this. It will become endemic. And then we'll just have to hopefully not wear masks until. I just figured that would fit in with your last song. Oh, well. Actually, it kind of does. So, again, this might only be the fourth or fifth time I've played a song by this band. Yes, five. 23 episodes, which is kind of remarkable. It, given my absolute adoration, my complete fanboy aspect about this band, I love them so, so, so much. I will see them live every time, even at the hated palace theater um if that's where the I, I told my daughter we're never setting foot in the palace again she's like what if queens come back and play there i'm like fuck okay well in any event let's wrap this show up sean you take care I will you too you next week feel better everybody back here next week this is the final song on the covid lockdown playlist it's queens of stone age from the like clockwork release i appear missing on the brian oak show thanks for listening
The fire. 